everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Mr. Brad Galtney. Hey, Emma. Brad, thank you for being here. We literally met this morning right outside the elevators. That's right. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about how you came to know the Lord and then fast forward what's going on in your life today. Yeah, thanks. I grew up in Beaumont and I I had a family where we went to private Christian school, but Christ was not ever really talked about in Mm. my home. Never really remember hearing the gospel. And uh, when my parents got a divorce when I was 12 years old, uh, that kind of rocked my world. And I went from being kind of a big fish in a small little private Christian school to being a nobody at a big public school Mm. in a big city. And uh, I really had a hard time making friends that first year. And the group that really accepted me was the party crowd. So they Mm. took me in and we went and uh, I I got into all kinds of mess with uh, bad relationships with girls and drinking and smoking pot. And that was really pretty much my high school experience. And it wasn't until I spent a summer with my uncle in London, Wow! providentially. My parents sent me there to spend the summer with him. He's a pastor, and he stayed up every night with me, just walking me through the gospel and kind of taking down my mental objections to the gospel. And uh, over that summer, I remember, I don't know if I was, I definitely was not following Christ at that point, but I remember thinking, God, I don't know who you are, but I want to know you. And Kind of came back and went back to party. Wait, I got a question. Yeah, yeah. That summer, were you excited to go to London, or was this like a we're oh, sending you away? Like you have to go. Somewhere. I was, I was so pumped. Yeah. It was an amazing okay. summer. I traveled all over Europe by myself. A lot of it, some of it with my uncle. Um, all over. So it was great. That's I, cool. Yeah, it was amazing. So you come back, but I come back and slip right back into the party crowd. And I was kind of awkwardly the guy who would like talk about Jesus while I was drunk in the corner at a party, you know, and it was just went through that awkward (laughs) phase where I, yeah. And um, it wasn't until I was in college, I was sleeping with my girlfriend. And um, one night she said, you know, Brad, what happens if I get pregnant? And I, I, at the time, I didn't even have the self-awareness to think she may be hinting at what was happening in that moment. Mm. Like I didn't realize that till much later when I went through Regen. Um, regeneration at Watermark. And in that moment, that question broke me. And I remember going home that night and just crying and just asking God to save me. And uh, I got a call. This hasn't happened a lot in my life, but the next morning I get a phone call from a guy saying, hey, uh, you signed up for an interview to get a summer job and I want to see if you come in and interview for it. And I did. And it was selling books door to door. Wow. In Southern Indiana. I was surrounded by Christians. My girlfriend broke up with me when I left. And I came back, and I was fully devoted to Christ at that mm. point. And um, my roommate that year, I was in the Corps of Cadets at A&M. Gig'em. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I, I came back, and my roommate was, like, one of the biggest party guys. Well, he failed out, and the only guy who didn't have a roommate was, uh, like, the most solid believer in the wow. outfit. And so we got paired together, and he discipled me. And really, since then, my life has been um, marked increasingly by just studying God's worth and, and faithfulness, although I've gone through a lot of hard periods. I struggled. I went to Regen for a porn addiction. You know, I've had different periods, and one of the periods I um, went through that was really hard was recent, and I wrote about it in my devotional. Yeah, so we'll link your devotional in the um, episode description so people can go read more about what 2021 looked like for you. Um, all that said, you're you're a normal guy. You work, you were telling me, in gas 
Tell, yeah. Explain I, what it I is. I sell gasoline to gas stations. I brand them Chevron, Shell, Exxon Valero, all the major oil companies. But it all comes from the same place. There's like four terminals in the market, yeah, and it's all comes on the same two pipelines, but then every brand adds their little additive. So, oh, so they yeah. do make them a little different. It, I'm yes. learning so I, much I mean, right now. Yes, I rep the brand, so yes, I they, def, they, they you should buy branded fuel. Don't buy from QT or Walmart or whatever. Good to know. Good PSA. And <laughs> on that right. <laughs> note, we're reading Judges 21. Yes. So, what you got for us? Set up, set up the chapter. So, yeah, Judges is one of my favorite books in the Old Testament ever really? since. Um, we did a Men's Summit Bible study a few years ago on it because it's just this picture of the Christian life in some ways and even like the just life in general where, you know, we things are good. We get complacent. We start to fall away from the Lord. We sin. We get in trouble. We cry out to God. He calls us back or he saves us after we cry out to him. And then we kind of repeat that cycle. And as we become more and more mature, hopefully that cycle becomes less frequent and more muted. But still, it's kind of this picture of this downward spiral that sometimes we see when we go our own way. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. The last verse of the you know, the last verse of the um, chapter 21 is essentially says that um, there was no king in Israel and every man did what was right in his own eyes. And I, ca- I really can't think of a verse— that better describes our current culture either. And we seem to be kind of in this downward spiral in a way from a morality sense where um, we're just doing whatever seems right to us. And um, if if people really speak up against that, we you, know, you get a lot of opposition uh, when you oppose it. So that's, that's what we're seeing in the culture today. What I, when I wrote about um, this chapter, it's a confusing, hard chapter. Mm-hmm. And it's a story where Benjamin had been rebelled. You have to know a little history, but it's the civil, this basically a civil war, and a lot of their wives have been wiped out, and they want to say, how can we keep the tribe alive? And, yeah. um, you know, they really came up with a bad solution to a bad problem uh-huh. that was the result of bad decisions. Mm. A bad solution to a bad problem that was the result yes. of bad decisions. So this Good. this that chapter is not prescriptive. It is descriptive. It's what a bunch of knuckleheads came up with to try to solve a problem. And so we shouldn't go get wise. You should not. This, this is not a good idea. No. It's not a standard operating procedure for the church. And um, But it happened. And so um, I think from there, I, I, when I wrote my devotional, I thought about that a period I had in 2021 where I went through a very dark season. And I didn't have what was obvious to me, major recurring sin in my life at the time. Um, but God, I realized going through this very dark period where everything I seemed to do in work failed. Mm. Um, I had so many blessings in my life, but, um, but yeah, just over and over and over, things didn't make sense. They just kept failing. And I realized because I was in a community of believers and knew the word and had taken a class by Nathan Wagnon yes. where he talked about the wall and he talked about this period in your life where you're like, where God is intentionally taking you through a dark period mm-hmm. to root out your ego and your pride. And I, I learned that I had, without knowing it, started to believe that the good things in my life, like my good-looking wife and my my, <laughs> my four kids and, and my success I've had in work and whatever, was because I was just a pretty good guy. Hmm. And that's what I really deep down—I didn't know it, but I deep down believed that the blessings that God in my life— Were from God, you. Were from me because I, was, because I was just that good. And God really stripped that from me. 
And I came out on the other side of that. It was hard, sad, frustrating, kind of depressing period. I wasn't depressed. I didn't stray. I didn't uh, walk away from the faith. But, man, it was hard. It felt like God was silent. Mm. And he wasn't. He was there. Um, but it, he really was, I felt far from him. Mm-hmm. And so I learned the fear of the Lord a new way in that um, that I didn't want to be far from him anymore. And I came out of that period not all that different from when I went into it, except for a pretty big change in that my ego and my pride had decreased. Which, that's a big change. That that's, is huge. That's a win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like my heart needed that work. And so... Um, when you look at Judges, I think that it's this picture of the consequences of rebellion, the consequences mm-hmm. of sin and pride, and God is out to rescue us, and He's He's going to allow us to go through those hard periods as a part of His training program for us. So, like, when, if that happens, like, do what I said in this thing and what my my friends told me to do is just sit and wait and trust Him. And allow that period to, to work out what God wants to accomplish. That's such a good encouragement, sit and wait. I think, uh, you know, we can look at—this is the end of Judges. We're wrapping up the book today. And we can look at this chapter and think, man, what a depressing way to end. Like, Judges doesn't have a happy ending. It's, it's, if, it's bad. If you're encouraged at the end of this, you've read it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, and, you and need I, to I go like, back and, and reread it, try again. Yes. In yeah. the most—I say that in the most loving way— um, we're wrapping up the book of Judges. This comes out on a Friday, uh, but the junior, the kids' reading plan, has been reading through Ruth. You know, some of the judges' content isn't necessarily appropriate for the little ones. Um, but the beautiful thing about Ruth is that all the while, God was at work behind the scenes. Ruth actually takes place at the same time of as Judges. And at, at the end of the book of Ruth, we see that Ruth and Boaz are going to have a son who's going to have a son who's going to lead us to David. And so while it seems like all hope is lost, I think to your point, Brad, um, you wait and see what's got up to. We're about to start for Samuel and enter Samuel and enter David and these heroes of the faith who aren't perfect, but God's still been at work despite Israel's rebellion. Any final remarks or challenges for the listeners? No, that's a great point is that coming out of this, Israel really enters into the golden period of Mm -hmm. Israel in their history. Yeah. There's a lot of faithfulness that comes from this time. So uh, we can if we're going to find anything encouraging in judges, we can we can look to the future. Yeah. It's 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 going to be really fun. It'll be a great time as we start for Samuel to invite friends to read along with you on the journey. Uh, we're getting into some hopeful books for a little bit with some good lessons, some hard lessons and some fun uh, adventure-filled stories. I think we're out of time. Brad, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.